Hi hello and welcome to Saturday Architecture. Please do subscribe and share your feedback on all the episodes that you hear. Your feedback is very important to us. Have fun listening to this podcast. This is Kumaran your host. Hi all, uh, welcome to uh, another episode of uh, Saturday Architecture. Literally so, in uh, all jobs, among I our usual say, participants, uh, we also Europe, have uh, India today joining India us from Australia. Australia. Uh, he also has, he has an interesting exposure of experience. He's worked with uh, his work, a product company in work, all with, geographies, I should say. Uh, but US, in Europe, general, India, even today, Southeast Asia and Australia. I uh, he also has don't see a discussion or an inclination for people with, to talk uh, through the lens of capabilities. Like conventional companies, IT department, and I think it's picking IT up, system. but it's slow. Uh, both as a Usually, CIO, which is definition, internal facing, I will go with that well uh, capability CPO, is which is something that an organization does, doesn't change very often. On top of that, it's, it's driven by industry. And uh, sometimes it's created a new by somebody who's disrupting an industry. And I think but it's something that's, that changes maybe over 10 years, 15 years probably. And like payments kind of for a bank as a capability has not changed in the last 40 years. A bank is expected to manage process architecture approach and in these different in US, and I would, uh, different I am, the way I'm seeing it is as an architect, how was this like? There is probably a, a, a better Thanks, uh, level of conversation. Joining. Now we'll in, put you on the stand and grill you. In a, in a strategic <laughs> conversation <laughs> to see. Thanks, Kauran. Thanks. Uh, uh, you know, so nice uh, of you to be uh, uh, forum, for example, to be or part of this conversation. Banking industry architecture network, which is basically from the Europe. Uh, so maybe let's I think start they, with they, the easy things. Like, um, this and there is some interest. I think one of the things in the Southeast Asia, impact. Uh, that five side, basic I think, like basically, it's a business. It's very project the business driven. matters to an it's, architect. It's the other way. Uh, what are the actual design, which is uh, the typical architecture? If you identify yourself as a as a digital like team, then and if you if uh, you are able to what is the non-functional requirements? It's called quality mindsets. attributes. Then it would be uh, the environment. And I have seen some examples where PCPs, that kind of teams are there, where okay. the business basically and can roll up their cups and say that. The human Let's look at the application, it, which shocked the living daylights out of me. Right. Okay. And then vice versa, the, the tech guys is saying, so, let's look at our PNL. Start off by telling, it's a very rare occurrence. Of, uh, <laughs> but nice if that happens, different geographies yeah. that you have worked with, right? How do you see? I think design will be pretty much kind of same in most of the geographies, okay. like how you approach design, screen design. I think that's kind of little stabilizer and I think it's the other pillars which are like uh, fuzzy. very fuzzy and a lo lot of maturity needs to happen. So if you take, let's say, uh, let's start with the key thing about aligning the business needs, right? Whether it's the funds available or the requirements or adoption. If you have to broadly compare, let's say, the US way of teams working together, uh, the Indian teams in the Southeast Asian and the Australian team. What do you think is the psyche of the people who was working as architects, whether it's a labeled role or unlabeled role? What what are the differences that you see, both good and bad? So uh, when when I when I reflect back, uh, I, I I mean so far I, I mean. Probably off late, maybe I do see some conversations that are happening around capabilities. But in general, even today, I don't see a discussion or an inclination for, for people to talk through the lens of capabilities. And I think it's picking up, but it's slow. Usually, uh, when you look at it from 
uh, I, I tend to look at it from all the way from where the demand is originating to how the demand is finally being realized and when you look at where the demand is originating you also ask why the demand is originating and today when we talk about you know there is customer experience and and, and those are all nice uh, or rather every organization wants to delve into those either because there is a transformation program or there is is simply the industry is threatening to push organizations into irrelevance but while we do that there is of course the, when we talk about customer experience we are also talking about finding what the customer wants and and how do we then incorporate that's an outside in view which is nice which is important but it's also an inside out view to understand how are we organized ourselves in through the lens of capabilities if you want to do how do you know that which capability in your let's say in your in your claims process or which capability in your payments process you need to focus this year and which ones you are okay to focus in 24 months for others listening in can you uh, expand a little bit on what do you mean by capabilities all right i mean classical definition i will go with that uh, capability is something that an organization does doesn't change very often it's it's driven by industry and sometimes it's created a new by somebody who's disrupting an industry but it's something that's that that changes maybe over 10 years 15 years probably like payments for a bank as a capability has not changed in the last 40 years a bank is expected to manage process payments okay yeah deposit products and savings products for a bank has not changed so that that still continues to be there however it is being reinvented in many ways right so from a capability when i look at it i i i use that lens to define capability so capability is something like i have a capability to talk right now it yeah. could be i can use a grammatically correct english or a broken english or it correct. could be but the capability to communicate that i have to communicate capable yes. i should be capable to communicate my thought is fairly straightforward over many years is that yes, okay yes absolutely now that when we start looking at you know what are the 15 things a line of business needs to do today it is and and they may come up with oh we need to do a b c d projects right uh but my experience has been to be able to translate that in terms of this means if i'm doing a let's say a, if i'm if i'm building a new mobile app what does that mean why do we want to do that what capabilities do we want to change modify alter introduce that conversation doesn't happen straight away from why i'm doing that project or what i want to do as a project i want to build a mobile app people jump right into requirements i need a mobile app i need three clicks i need to have a seamless user interface we need to talk to ux people get this kind of color combination and then you know we get into the rats and mice straight away without having that little conversation little but very crucial conversation of what it means and i think specifically uh, it's more i there are it capabilities and business capabilities and i think here you are alluding to the business capability and because you make the jump from what i want to do straight into it capability we over, we kind of bypass this business capability conversation and hence the gap the 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 so called gap between business and it which we have been trying to bridge for many years somehow has evaded us so there is a need some user one business user or one stakeholder elicits a need and immediately we go to the it capability and start doing Straight it away. without getting into the business capabilities it's kind think. of interesting venkat it's just kind of the problem that you were talking right exactly as you're going it's it's exactly the same thing maybe we will talk about that to connect this a little bit more this capability conversation right if you compare these different geographies us india and where do you see is like it's more matured and how and it's kind of little tricky nowadays because even if you say us you have an indian developed dev team or you have some team in south yeah. asia like that so it's not very easy Correct. to say oh this is a us kind of a thing 
But no, I, you're, you're right. If it's you're, you're driven right or owned by, uh, if the majority, let's say the power center is in the U, uh, in the US, right. how does it go? Southeast Asia, how does it go? What have you seen? So for me, I would, I would think this whole capability conversation, if, if I were to link it to a framework, it will be in the business architecture realm. And this is where actually enterprise architecture as a strategy has a seat at the table. Mm. After that, you're coming into application data and all that. You're already, that's no longer a seat in the business round table, if you, if you ask me. And in US, I would, I, the way I'm seeing it is, there is probably a, a better level of conversation in, in, as a, you know, in, a, in a strategic conversation. If you see um, uh, like TM Forum, for example, or if you look at Bayan, Banking Industry Architecture Network, which is basically from the Europe, I think they, they, they do see this and there is some interest. In the Southeast Asia, APAC, that side, I think it's very project driven. It's it's the other way, uh, and I, I could be wrong, uh, but that's been my observation. Is that on 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 those side, on that side of the world, at least there is a conversation uh, about having something in place. But this also depends on in industry to industry. So if I look at healthcare providers, mm. I'm yet to come across a capability model. Okay. If I look at insurance, there is something like Accord. Uh, and there's also something which is like, you know, Panorama 360 is another one. If you look at banking, there is Bayan. If you look at telecom, there's TM Forum. Okay. But there are a whole bunch of so textile, for example. Is there a capability model? I don't think so. So the capability modem is kind of a starting uh, point where you have business capabilities, IT capabilities and tying somewhere to the tech thing. I have a trick question over here. Okay, So it's one of the things that's happening is, uh, which I have seen is, there is this community right, of enterprise architecture who are there making these cool PDF PowerPoints and things like that. And then there are projects which is running differently. Okay. And uh, in some of the cases, uh, I'll, okay, I'll go ahead and put a stick my neck out. More than 50 to 60% of the cases, they are talking in different planes, right? And it's like the enterprise architects are the elites of the world, okay, to which the common project architects are the common people who don't understand their stuff. And then the common men kind of say, oh, those guys talk something which is not like, cannot be used practically. Okay, so you have those artifacts getting generated there, PDFs after PDFs and versions after versions. But when it comes to projects, it gets executed something here. And there is a, it doesn't really, the handoff from there to here and it flowing, there is a gap that is there. Doesn't mean that the thing did not be there. Probably what needs to be done is find out a way in which both can handshake. Like problem is, I think one of the things which I have seen is the reference architectures are evolving. They become better and better. Right. And the real world systems are lagging. Okay. And so it's hard to, I mean, it's, I have to go for a world where I will do one greenfield development and I will take that capability and implement it. Okay. And by the time I implemented the standards have again evolved, again, that gap comes up so that continuous linking with these two is one challenge, right? But both needs to happen. How do you see that? Have you seen any place where some teams or some industry being able to kind of build a nice bridge where communication, each one is not basically each one is not in their own island telling, you know, the other guy is not doing the right thing. See, I think it's an identity question, actually. Hmm. Okay. So, for example, uh, we say we are a digital organization. The way I see digital is then 
a business person should be equally comfortable talking technology and a technology person equally should be able to talk about business okay if you identify yourself as a as a digital team and if you if you are able to fulfill these mindsets and i have seen some examples where that kind of teams are there where okay. the business basically can roll up their cuffs and say that uh let's look at this source code which shocked the living daylights out of me okay and then vice versa the the tech guys is saying let's look at our pnl but it's a very rare occurrence very <laughs> but nice if that happens that. yeah if that happens this bridge is broken and this bridge is otherwise not 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 able to you know sustain is because business people are chasing a pnl and tech people are chasing timelines and scope and budget and in this whole thing if you look at and 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 rightfully and, and this is the dreaded standards conversation here is a reference architecture we are going to build over the next 4 years and we should have a saas platform for that and we should have a next generation digital platform for this but this platform will take 24 months to be set up and in that 24 months business has commitments that they have made to them to the market or to the board and they have to do that on so i am the core project architect and you are the enterprise okay venkat you go do your thing i am going to start developing my code <laughs> i have to deliver it i have a question and then we have to yeah go ahead yeah, so so uh, when you say uh, this this whole handoff and uh, this bre- breaking of bridges and uh, uh pndl versus time and scope my my question is why does it have to be one or the other right or why does there need to be a handoff in the first place right so Absolutely. the the whole, the whole concept of handoff seems against what is expected right so it's it's the whole i i agree i agree yeah. every and handoff is just as uh, a one, yeah yeah it should it should be uh so and what my question is why shouldn't p and l be always the the case for everybody right because that is where the money for even it is coming from right so absolutely so i i totally agree with be you. the one and primary and says everything flows from there i'm just i'm, I'm just asking you absolutely and yeah. this leads me back to the first thing that we spoke about right how do you say and that's why i'm many people I mean, including the market research organizations have kind of dubbed the PMO as an extinct dinosaurs and all that. I, I, I very, I very emphatically differ. It says that the roles that they play now would become different. And here is a here is a thing, right? Some a group of people decide that these are the fifteen things that they want to do, and they get some budget, right? How do we, uh, how do we then? take that budget which was done by some back of the napkin calculation using some some set of you know um, uh, standards or whatever and then suddenly you will find a line of business has x dollar bucket within which they have to execute so many projects so the people who are executing have never been a party to that conversation on why you chose those 15 how you chose that 15 will that 15 actually meet what you are trying to achieve because they are left out of the pnl conversation mm. they are only mm. handling project pnl they are not ha- handling or they are not even having visibility into the business pnl so this problem is because if everybody has an open book if you say this is my line of business and um, this is the it team that uh, is going to have complete visibility into what i am doing how much i am going to spend in marketing how much i am going to send, spend in resourcing how much i am going to spend on license they all have a shared understanding of that that team has far greater chances to succeed than if everybody operates in their own a uh, kind of uh, i think when it comes world. down to a project it's not even pnl it's just cost management you have a but uh, well, last you yeah. just meet within that then you are good yeah it is a project cost management yeah, i i agree i agree it is not even a pnl it's not even and this is where i see that architects are if they are able to be 
a participant in that demand planning so stage that that i'm actually so much more better. very uh, like one of the things which i had kind of recently posted is about bright spot so you said there are some some team that has been able to do how did they manage to do it majority are struggling to do that what uh, it's also what is, the nature what is the trick or what is it thing that they are able to do that how did that happen so, so if you are a if you are a software company i think that equation is very different but if you are a non software organization uh and then you have a clear digital product that you are managing and there is set up a separate team for that okay so th- you see then the definitions already changed so then that team is focused on creating one product which is a digital product so for example you know um i don't know um, what would be a right example so let us say you are a you are a hospital chain and your digital product is you are creating a digital product called online consultation that's your digital product okay the doctor the technology team everybody is a part of that one team who has a product owner mindset has already shifted mm. otherwise is it product is it like they are doing that for internal consumption or giving it out like a saas to somebody external else. also it's, a, it's, it's it could be it could be like if you're a hospital it, you could conceive of it as a saas platform or you could you know you could create a platform out of it or you can but the mindset is you treat it like a product mindset it is you treat it as a product because then i see that it is not like i finish the project dust my hands and off i go i am mm. building this i have to live with it so then the choices you make are also very careful you also know that this is a product that has to go live by a certain date you know what shortcuts you are taking for now and what shortcuts you will overcome over period of time everybody thinks but all in internal way. it had this they are aware right see any internal it team okay whether it's a manufacturing company when they know that a project is being done they know they have to maintain it also right so how did to in again the, when how, we say how, maintain yeah development team will say i give to production support give one 30 page oh, 300 page okay. documentation and hand it over okay then what okay. Do you so do? that's the devil is in that okay the de- so basically and so the dev team is different the uh, maintenance team is different yes ah. and also okay. how if you don't look at it as a product can you main, will, will you have the mindset to maintain a persistent team or you will say this project okay i'll get some hired hands we will execute this and we will go away and next year when we have another set of projects maybe on the same platform but it's treated as another set of projects then for every project i'll hire set of people i think that's actually you know it's that's uh, where the problem is that's where the problem is see we talk about see the the entire concept of devops is supposed to get this mindset right it's not like you hand it over to somebody <laughs> but i think i also see the challenge that you know that people who are like you how do i put it um some someone says i specialize in devops but they just do ci cd as devops uh come on i will keep my mouth shut about that because you know <laughs> i will not call myself a devops person uh, but from whatever little have understood and whatever little i have seen about implementing either agile or devops i think there is a lot left to be accomplished in that space uh, i will i will only say so much because yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you know. it will become a rant session otherwise right? <laughs> yeah so uh, devops, but, yes. if if devops truly done will get that mindset right what you are talking about because the person developing it is going to operate it so they'll keep that so it's not just, so it's like yeah, operations and development is a cycle it's yeah. not like a linear stream yeah. where what, it finishes yes yeah, so, so because it is a product team already yes yeah, yeah. that's what so product teams means if you have a product team then you can actually do devops because you are creating yes. it and running it as a product if you if you do a project uh, a service organization cannot really do devops it, it's just land as long as you treat it as a pro- project yes as long as you treat it but if you say i have i am a services company and i have 
I mean, I'm or I'm an implementation organization. Yeah. And I, I have created certain productized services, and I have already got a mindset. Then maybe I can be innovative. Otherwise, uh, and, for a pure yeah, play, is very difficult. I, I I think there is one important point is how does the business treat IT or the cap the capability of IT, right? So that is what is going to decide whether. uh it is going to be influential or not right so there are two ways to look at it one is it is treated as a mechanic of the car and says you fix the car i decide where to go right and or it says this is not a mechanic scenario we need to decide how you want to go and it is at the table and you are influencing and getting influenced by the business so that mechanic car scenario is completely different mechanic car scenario is probably services says you fix my car i go where i want to go you have no influence there i i agree and and that is what i said uh, you are you are actually spot on because on one side you are you are like a you are like an order taker the other side is you know you have you have as much uh, a seat at the table and then we together figure out yeah because it is a it is a business capability now it is no longer a backroom enabling business process uh, thing means especially yeah. the example which you gave for for digital service like doctor consultation now this is a joint service by business and it Right. absolutely it's no longer it is providing me video camera and conferencing and it is a complete product by itself where that Correct. is as much a component as much is the whole video and audio as plus the whole it scenario i, I absolutely as as the world is evolving i don't think there's any business which can afford to kind of say you know technology is not a key component of my offering exactly it cannot be it's not optional anymore right so no. but i think of the geographies and industries that you have seen right who is more uh, closer to that place where they can play together as a team right wow. and uh, <laughs> uh or or okay so let me make that easier of the different teams that you have seen which teams have in geography okay basically i'm trying to get it is there a cultural element or is there a uh, education in that geography or that industry which kind of aids them so obviously within the different some will be closer to that right they are little more matured in terms of their alignment and they think together when what you have seen which geography or thing uh industry you have seen maybe one or two of them or maybe three of them and what do you guess just your opinion on what has helped them is it that industry or the geography the culture of that place uh what could that be i think the one thing that one is whoever has had whoever has been forced to get onto the i, I mean this is my opinion is there are of course they will always everybody some... here has only opinions none of us are experts so it's okay <laughs> no i i am just trying to think about it in the sense um when when we most of these organizations which have made that breakthrough are those who i think would have had their back against the wall already oh okay okay or they i mean you know it's just reinvent reinvent or perish there is no other second so you're telling that the uh, one contributor is like they are for that for whatever reason that team or that company or that business is like uh, either you change or you die kind of they are in that place okay that is one the other is if uh, you know companies that that basically have had the visionary leaders where they saw okay is very likely something is going to come our way and mm. what they have done is they have probably allowed a small team to be carved out and ah. put the team in direct competition internally with the brick and mortar business and say challenge them if you are able to cannibalize this business it's 
for the companies money moving from left pocket to right pocket oh wow nice companies anyway making money <laughs> right okay right so you do that that is another another way yeah, and 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 this some companies have done i, I read this many i think a couple of years ago i read this book by you may have heard this name clayton christensen Mm-hmm. Uh, he he talks about yeah. it uh, uh, very very loudly he does talk about it which is which is i think fantastic those who have done that um so in your case like for example in that hospital example that you are telling it's something like let's say the ceo and cto come up get some 10 people and then say we are going to start a new online consulting offering okay or a teleradiology business see or, if you can shut those. down the three clinics that we have got absolutely okay that's your competition your job is to shut down the three clinics whichever we have those remote small clinics that you have you can every clinic that you get you will get a bonus exactly so okay. but and but that that's requires that one yeah ability to introduce that kind of a disruptive competition inside which is not all organizations probably won't do it it's uh, i think most some will do it most organization they are followers right so they will, they, they will they will if they, if there is industry trend to do it right for if if columbia asia or any other all the hospital chains uh, fortes apollo if there is online consultation is a business it doesn't matter who started it everybody has to do it now right so so the it, the industry so if you are a laggard in the industry you will be forced at some point to quit that some business mm. right so so i think the the difference is in in our business we are going to deal with most of those people mm. very very rarely you are going to deal with people who are the cutting the small edge. proportion yeah small proportion yeah very rarely you are going to deal with people who are cutting edge who really want to change the industry but most architects are going to deal with the followers so so my question to architects is how are you influencing uh, that you how are you enabling that whole decision making that the that business starts valuing you at the same level right so what what is what can the architects do to make it i think one one thing which i am experimenting and dabbling with now and which i remember in during uh, my you know early days of working with kumaran was um was actually being able to craft a story people talk you know, this is what the business wants to do and then it saying oh we are running this 15 projects which will do a b c d which will enable so many things but then to be able to narrate a story on how these initiatives business initiative it initiatives are all hanging together i think the architects are very well positioned to create those narratives and keep those narratives alive mm. because when you lose the narrative you lose direction if you lose direction it doesn't take long before the foot soldiers begins to take the hit so, so my question is how do you how do you get to tell that story because somebody has to yeah. somebody has to listen to your story that, that is the i know i know uh, i know the story has to exist before somebody gets to tell you uh, so how do you how do you get to into that position where somebody says yeah tell me the story i am willing to listen perfect so one thing uh, and i have been i have been kind of doing some um, listening to uh, this gentleman um think his name is Sean Callahan he is a business storyteller and he has a podcast called anecdotally speaking very interesting and that's when i was totally you know immersed into this whole storytelling and i i always thought it was a nice thing to do but then i realized okay how can i do something like that and uh, i and kumar and you may have you may have uh, got a thing uh, about what i was trying to do when i was reaching out to you and ask do you know a sketch artist who can actually do me an illustration mm. and and then finally what i decided i decided to start drawing myself so i actually take you know all these 15 20 conversations that i have with different stakeholders and then i i try to do an illustration right 
of okay here is the strategy this is what the strategy is talking about these are the five things that the business wants to do and these are the four things that the it wants to do and this is how they will all string together and i try to create one illustration and then share that illustration with let's say whoever whoever the stakeholders are and see if it resonates if it resonates and if that illustration sticks in people's mind i think i have embedded a anchor point embedded a seed for change and that's all it is only time will tell whether the seed has borne fruit or whether the anchor points were strong enough uh, and and i think because initially i was looking for somebody who will do it for me i realized that no that that's rubbish this i'm just uh, i'm just trying yeah. to trying to be an ivory tower architect who has an idea and suddenly i want somebody like you know uh, the days of the maharaja and i will say something <laughs> and somebody will scribble something and present to me with a portrait and that's that's rubbish i want to do it i want to be a storyteller i want to be illustrator okay sharpen your pencils <laughs> and i started doing that and there has been some success and i'm kind of emboldened by that now and because the only way is you got to do something or say something that sticks in people's mind so that they can come back to you later and say or or something that i as an architect can go back to and say this is what was a story i presented or we as a team an architecture team presented are we sticking to the story as something changed and i can take the same illustration 6 months later and say this was my original hypothesis tell me if it still holds good or no probably something and only time will tell how far i down the road i get in terms of success but yeah you need a technique for that and architects don't have a formal technique for it i think it's good to hear that i think one of the things in hypohire right we have something called uh, ups which is unusual problem solution and achievement it's a story format i think in some episode i had talked about it i think nishant has uh, so nishant was a part of a program which we had done so one of the outputs is i think uh, in the hypo framework right it's basically we have envision execution and evangelizing and we say evangelizing is a key component of a digital transformation without evangelizing you can't so for evangelization you need a skill and that skill is called upsc so we kind of cover it and i think uh, kind of what venkat says uh, is basically i think we need to a story can be told in probably if you're good at it as we get better and better at it right um i think with uh, nishan's team we were doing like big projects we press we kind of got it such that you can present it in one slide so we kind of templates and we kind of taught them how do you present a story in one slide so it can be a offline story it can be a one line email story so um so for example right i think one of the easiest things with jokes which i heard it's 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 a serious thing okay so it's something like the cfo wanted people to enter time sheets in compliance okay so many years back cognizant the cfo sent a mail uh uh 355 inch uh, lcd tv for employees okay that was the subject line in the mail okay they opened it and says now that i have got your attention please make sure to fill your time sheet we have to be compliance okay so the the one of the things about a story is something which will the hook that uh venkat was talking right yeah you get that so here that headline was that so the story is that it's just a sad story okay the moment you open the mail that but the thing is so you can have i think that's a great point uh, venkat i think it's getting that story right and you we need to have different versions of a story a long story which will run yes. like a, like a yes, serial web yes. series right it'll keep running yes yes then you will have a 2 minute story maybe a email one slider story so i think architects really need to keep that to kind of keep that guess uh, guessing and uh, going on i think it's pretty good i mean and it's, it's so many things that we would still need to uh, talk about we just touched upon the business aspect of it and then there are human dynamics and then culture and other things probably we'll get deeper into that in the cupping episode 
sometimes what sure. happens venkat is that when we take a topic right it looks like it's not a topic it's actually a series or a chapter <laughs> it's true, it, true. we think it's a section then as we are talking so maybe it's a chapter then it's a oh shit it's actually a book <laughs> then we realize oh no it's not a book it's actually <laughs> a subject <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, so usually, thank we, you. We try to do um, one one hour, and then what happens is after this we do another uh, session. So that is which deep occurrence. It's called Enterprise nice. Tech India, and I that see. is basically the theme is slightly different, the same area, but it's more like. how do enterprise run their business so this one is more for architects and how they consume it and that is more from enterprise it could be a uh, it can be anybody in the enterprise tech right it can be the pmo it can be the cio it can be gm operations so that will have more a flavor of something like that okay so we discuss something on that bit. but before we close i think nishant venkat you have any questions to ask venkat But Venkat, please do join us in other things also. Definitely, definitely, I will do that. Uh, Nishant, Venkat, do you have any questions? Yeah, actually, I have so many questions, but I will just. Uh, okay, you ask one or two. Yeah. Other episodes, we will <laughs> take more. Yeah, just, them, yeah. just, just start with the things that Venkat mentioned. Like uh, when we, when we say, like usually the architects have gentlemen, like they always. Still, I think that culture has not changed. Like they always think like the engineering skill is the key thing, and that should be the one of the only thing they have to focus. But yeah. as other than coding, yeah. they need to do something else. Uh, architects. <laughs> yeah, as when uh, Venkat said, like uh, how I mean, how we should influence an architect. Like I mean, we should convince an architect like they should be an influencer too. Because even uh, say to be very honest, actually. i got this other aspects of an architects from this technology leadership training from the standing magic and later on actually i started on thinking or realizing that yeah, these are the other pillars that as an architect should focus and even i tried to convince the same thing to other uh, major or other three architects in our product but still they are not convinced like uh, no that is not the thing there the technology architecture design these are the key things others are actually should be uh, should run by this business team because even say if we build something and if we present that things to a whole team i mean say the audience will have the senior vps or this and junior developers and, and when we present them something to and or a, a small mvp or something to that group the architects general mindset is they should present that aws deployment diagram those things and all to but they think that is the bigger thing and that's uh, that 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 the only thing the people would be interested but ideally uh, in a recent case what we tried is like we just tried to present is like a like a, like a small movie trailer like uh, what is the value and yeah so and that got more in a more appreciation than the other one like So, yes. but still, but the architects believe like uh, uh, the uh, the audience that is the audience problem because uh, the senior VPs problem like they are not releasing the value of the engineering aspects in the other things that the deployment diagram the complexity there. So, uh, do you have any tricks to convince this case? <laughs> I would have been. I would have been. Uh, you know. I would have been sitting on a gold mine if I if I did. <laughs> you knew how that how that used to be done. Right? Seriously, I mean, <laughs> I, I would have been the hottest paid consultants consultant in the in the in the market. Uh, but but as you said, uh, and and I always uh, like to go to that the other reading that I did in Phoenix Project. You must so you may actually, have read that. Actually, Venkat, just add addendum to this question, right? Now you have a problem, right? You have these. enterprise architects who kind of think technology is below their dignity talking code about that is below their dignity okay that is for ordinary developers to talk about code oh code oh no that's been a year since i don't get into that stuff you know i mean like i i have got these common ordinary people to take care of that okay you have that that on that side and the other side is this who will say what p and l numbers are no 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 technology which i will tell you which ini file what setting you have to do i am good at that 
So these two things are two there. Polar right? opposites, yeah. Two yeah. polar opposites. It depends on what role you are playing in a team. Everybody need not be doing only strategic work, and everybody need not be doing AWS deployments. So one way to answer Nishan's question is within the team. If we are able to uh, kind of find out who's good at what. Mm. Okay. See, some people they they will remain, uh, you know, AWS specialist for the right for the whole life, and that's what is their calling in life. But as long as as a team, we have an output that we can handle all kinds of stakeholders: head of engineering, CTO of an acquisition company, or the CEO of the company. Everybody. So, if there are three people in the team and three people are able to tackle three stakeholders with one cohesive story, that's the winning formula. But if you try to convert everybody to do that, that's a very tall order and probably not practical because you will. If everybody is just doing strategy, then who can talk to an engineering head to give a guidance on whether I should use? EC2 this or whether I should use AWS Inspector or I should use Guard Duty or why I should not use this. Somebody has to be able to also delve into that level. It's equally merit. This is what they call as the 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 T shape uh, skill set, right? So you have a broad skill set which is uh, which is correct. broad, and and you have a deep skill set which may be uh, technology, which may be strategy, right? Uh, So everybody needs to have a minimum level of broad skill set. Correct. And so maybe maybe they need to understand strategy. They may not be able to specialize in doing it, but Correct. I think I think that 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 may be a better better strategy to think about. That how do you skill your people to at least understand what other people appreciate are doing? Appreciate it. Yes, appreciate it, and yes. have your strong point. Exactly. So it's like a band. Somebody has to play. base somebody has to play drums somebody has to sing you need all to create an orchestra and as long as you identify and then that comes back to kumaran's earlier question on people and dynamics uh, and and i always believe that if as architects we are not able to create infuse change within our own team how can we dream of doing it at an enterprise level i i yeah. think that's actually that's a nice point probably if i kind of want i'm just rephrasing what is you said so that i got the point clearly so you're telling okay so we need evangelizing as a skill or a business thing as a skill so rather than looking at it like the architect should specialize in that if he does it it's good but then there are architects who are resistant to like you kind of tell them okay so this is the company act or this is an accounting book read two chapters of that they just can't get themselves to sit and read okay or making a story probably it's something in between where you kind of say you know understanding that is important find another team member who can actually do that piece so it's like let's say a deck has got three slides so the first yes. slide will be made by one team member but then architect presents the whole thing Correct. but the slide about that is made probably that will be uh that's easier to convert that person to say i don't want you to be a master of business yes. strategy but appreciate that it is important do you get yes, it yes i get that's it all. okay make that's sure all. you take some help and make sure your architecture presentation has an ingredient of that that i ah, think that that would be a way to make one good. step forward that's good advice that's good advice all right make yeah, just right. yeah yeah nishan yeah when i have one question so when yes. 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 nishan said something so let him okay finish. okay, okay. So yeah, one more, one more thing is regarding the gap between this business and this technology. I mean, this IT. So uh, even though we say like, yeah, we I completely agree that agile. Actually, we have so many things yet to be filled. Like gaps still there. But seriously, when when I uh, look both the cases before agile and and now with agile, actually. Agile could fill some level of gap in there, like uh, so. When we say, especially in the bottom level, but the, still the major gap is in the top level, like the as the Venkat said, this uh, top business people, the top enterprise architects. Actually, there that still that uh, that collaboration, that kind of uh, discussions, or the as the other points like the the PNL and this uh, 
just architecture kind of things those gap still there but the in the bottom level i think the sajil could fill the gap like earlier the thing was like we had serious gap between the business team developer team and even with the qt so that uh, and i think with the agile actually we could solve some uh, i mean at, at yes. least to some extent we could solve that problem yes. because we yes. we have a strong because, and the, there the prerequisite is like uh, the team should have the right combination like the team should have a right product owner and the developer and the tester and yes. of course there should be an architect so if and if and since they are collaboratively and actively they are discussing on the business aspects and and the business team is actually engaging with the technical architects and these team developers so actually in a way actually they are actually filling that gap so but still still that problem there is there in the top level so i think the top level issue because even uh, unfortunately that is the serious problem because the top level still the gap is there finally that will kill the whole problem so that that's it that is still that is still a gap so i think there we we, we have some other uh, kind of or agile or some other things should be there to fill that gap <laughs> we'll have to wait and watch that space <laughs> venkat you had some question yes so um, yeah whether you are talking about the business capabilities and the technical capabilities no the, the same problem we are we are also facing a uh, face last week so um, so we have got some requirement and we have we have just developed the product and when you are trying to use the product now we are thinking that whether it is the right product to uh, uh you usually to reach the customer or uh, just uh, uh uh just a vast product like just uh, one small thing money has well, been paid well, money has been developed it's been delivered now we are thinking <laughs> now we are thinking just just a, a cloud ivr can be used for uh, reaching the customer instead of the mobile application because that is the um, Uh, as far as the customer point of view, uh, they are the same formats. They are more comfortable with the telephone instead of the mobile app. When the usability or their comfortability will be higher. So um, how we can you no know, avoid this kind of gap between you no? Know, um, though we have capabilities, it doesn't mean that we have to develop everything. Uh, uh, Absolutely. That uh, that we need to. Uh, um, but uh, i uh, so it is uh, because of there is a gap uh, between the uh, the business uh, what we are trying to do and the the, the technical team who, who sitting uh, uh, some other room uh, they just get the input and develop the product so so how we can you know, suggest are any face the same kind of problem it's kind of interesting venkat and it's not that they are very big it's just a it, it, it's a 30 man company it's it's not like it's huge enterprise so, so even everybody could sit in one one room uh, one big room everybody can sit actually it's, it's not like people yeah. are geographically dispersed in this communication issue but yet you see here i don't think it is a communication issue or it's actually a communication issue because and and you know i i will go back you know the 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 most secret um teaching is imparted in silence <laughs> you see i i know i'm a sound philosophical but the point is communication you may you may be talking a lot but necessarily not communicating mm. and and as as venkat mentioned should you develop just because you can and who in the room can ask that question knowing that back story a little right probably if i kind of recall one of the first discussions venkat had with me right one of the business stakeholders or somebody said we need a bazaar application and then it was off to the courses right so it, it was it was like the business without thinking too much they kind of suggested technical solution and the technical team kind of says oh technically i can do it i'll get that done i think so maybe i think venkat you can expand i think that thing about capability understanding that right i think that's exactly maybe that you could expand on for him to because you know if 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 we had a, 
a way to map out capabilities in that agri industry and then we say these are the five capabilities in which we are playing in which mobile app or whatever we want to do is going to address a capability and this is how and then you have this conversation of who is the consumer of this capability and what do that consumers want would have left to a different level of exploration one someone in that group would have had to stand up and make that statement even at the risk of being outright laughed at which many people have done to me <laughs> so uh, that is that is one the the other other point also is uh it, sometimes there is a rush there is ah. a rush to do things rush to do things yeah there has to yeah. be sane voice that says you know hold on let's do we really need to rush are we 100% sure that we're getting this thing done by such and such date you are telling me that you're going to have a thousand customers <laughs> or are you going to have 10 customers per month for the first 6 months then we can wait that conversation because i remember one of the things that we did we were trying to do this reduction of the solution cycle time and we were struggling to find out, okay i did the solution cycle time and then it went to delivery and because of resource constraints and so many other factors delivery got detailed, delayed by 6 months from its original plan so not only did our effort to reduce the solution cycle time go unnoticed but we still landed up being branded as guys who are perennially late because we share the we are part of the same team at at that level right so then there was a gentleman who gave a creative idea so that okay your go to market is if you do the solutioning instead of 12 weeks you did it in 6 weeks you are creating a potential opportunity for a 6 weeks earlier go to market and now i calculate in the first one and a half months you are supposed to get let's say you know x number of customers or x numbers revenue you are actually saying that you are giving the organization opportunity to make one and a half months of revenue extra that's mm. your credit claim it you see and that's why you, if if you have that p and l sense you are able to spin it in a manner that the other person understands so because communication is always not what you say it's what the other person makes out of what you say so i i think it's, it's a uh from what i hear venkat i think it's basically something like they said banking bazaar then we went off tried to find a vendor shortlist them should i develop that is where we started that was the first yeah. point of discussion should i develop it or should i get a vendor to do it right correct but from venkat's thing what i'm kind of getting is what we should have kind of said is what is that you want the capability the farmer needs to know what is available exactly the farmer needs to get it can the farmer use so if he needs to get the information what is the easiest way to get it this has got nothing to do with technology assume that you are doing a business manually right what will you define that as i think that's the first step Correct. Correct. If we had got that, then it becomes easier to say, okay, first the customer needs to know, farmer needs to know what products are there. Then we will think about buying, negotiating, placing order, and all. If he's not, if there is nobody asking what products are there, why? Yeah. What is the use of cataloging, exactly. inventory, and sales? Nobody is going to do it. I think I, one thing I understand that startups tend to do some of these things the way yes. which. which which venkat just told so it's yes. not it's, it's it's not that they don't want to find that information is that they the the tendency is let us try it just because we have the capability so it's like oh. throwing things against the wall and say so let it stick if it's something will stick horror. one small tweak to that deeper startups which are starved of cash not which are funded and who burn money in the parking lot like uber or ola they take 10 1 million and burn everything in the parking lot every no no, no it, it doesn't matter that's what i'm trying to say it doesn't matter whether you have the money or not the tendency is to try tendency is to yeah, try it out tendency yeah. is to try so if you had the money you will do a bigger bet if you don't have the money you will do the smaller bet oh, you still do it <laughs> 
మేక్ Uh, hope no, to my 